Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Real Talks. I'm your host, David Steele, along with my co-host, Elisha. What's up? And I totally... So, uh, how are you today? I'm doing good. Um, I'm trying to think of the last movie I watched because I'm watching a lot of shows right now. I'm watching The Boys right now, which is really, really good. I hear that finale. I haven't gotten around to it, but I hear that finale. It's amazing. I just started season two. No, shh, shh. I just started season two. I'm okay. not caught up at all. I, I haven't seen anything of it. Oh, okay. Good. Okay. Wait, does that yeah, mean it so. ends up for season three? I hope no, 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 no. I, I'm sure it was got greenlit for a season four. I don't know. So <laughs> oh it's just a show I haven't sat down and watched. There's so much There's so much out there I want to see. I actually, you know what show I actually want to start watching before the fifth season starts? Cobra what? Kai. I want to start watching Cobra that. Kai. I'm not into it. But you should yeah. tell me if I yeah. might yeah, I mean, so yeah, I'm gonna watch at least the first couple episodes. I mean, yeah, that's, that's how I usually. Yeah, so it's one of those things. Anyways, so a couple of starters today. Um, okay. I sent you a trailer. Um, yeah. What sure did you did. think of the trailer that I sent you? Well, so I'm a big trailer person. One might say I'm a trailer aficionado. There are there are trailers that live in my mind rent free constantly because. They were done so well. For instance, the musical Chicago, that trailer is like one of the best trailers I feel like I've ever seen. And I can't really decide, like, I can't decide why it just is. I thought, for instance, the Suicide Squad ta- trailer, the first one, was a thousand times better than the actual movie. The trailer was phenomenal. It sold a completely different movie than what they delivered. So this is a, a trailer that I absolutely hated because it had zero form or artistry. And I also didn't like the subject matter. So go ahead and tell us what it was about. So it was the Munsters. Rob Zombie, who's done uh, other horror films, um, is now going to be doing the Munsters. And what are some of the other films just, he's done? Uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and mm. a couple of others. I think he did a Very remake kitchy. of Halloween. Yeah, kitschy. So I mean, perhaps. it's yeah. What would what did you just tell me? Before we started, it was a knockoff of what? I I like to call it. I think the Munsters were the bargain bin version of the Adams Family. I think the Adams Family is iconic and perfect, and like I love the tone, and it's just cleaner. I feel like the Munsters is like the Halloween Express version, like just the worst yeah. cartoon yeah. copy. Like they kind of took the same idea and then they did it way worse. Yeah, not in. So, yeah, I know. It, I, I watched it. I've watched it once. That's all I care to watch it. I just, it does. I mean, I like the, the old black and white TV show, but it just didn't. I have no desire to see this. So, no, me either. But, yeah, I mean, but I chalk feel like- it up to, yeah, no, chalk it up to one of those things where you just go, huh? okay. <laughs> yeah, but there are a bunch of like, I'm certain there's a cult following for it. There's a cult oh, following yeah. for everything terrible. Oh yeah. So yeah, yeah I don't. This really is going to be so. One of in one of the other podcasts I did way back when was called uh, Cult Classics, mm. and we talked about this is many years ago, and we talked about all of the films that were so bad. Yeah, they were good. Yeah. So. Yeah, the ones that I feel like if you can hit the so bad it's good mark, then you get a cult following like Sharknado. Oh, yeah. You know what movie I really liked 
that was um, pretty bad. I mean, it had a, I don't want to say a huge cast, a big cast for its day. Uh, 1997, The Devil's Advocate. Mm, don't know anything about that. It was, it was Al Pacino. It was Keanu Reeves. It was Charlize Theron. See? It was a big cast. And it was so. Like a cult it, but it was, but cast. my point is, though, it was so bad, it was really good. <laughs> No, See, like, I don't. I don't. Yeah, feel like it means it's a cult classic. You have to almost have like nobody, like nobody's in a. Movie. Well, that's the thing. They weren't. I mean, even Al Pacino at the time was. I mean, he just come off doing Heat a couple of years earlier, and like Keanu Reeves. I mean, he hadn't done The Matrix yet, or yeah, it was just. I mean, he had done Speed. He had done Parenthood. Huh? He had done Parenthood already, and like, yeah. uh, what a the you know the time traveling one. Um, oh okay yeah he's yeah time traveler's wife for sure yeah so anyways but yes no no not time traveler's wife it was the one where it's like bill and ted's great adventure he had done oh that one yeah okay i remember that yeah that that was pretty bad (laughs) actually they just put another one of those out on video on demand they did bill and ted face the music oh no i they actually brought the guy back that played uh, the other person too. I, I don't remember the actor's name. Anyways, yeah. but um, there was another movie that is celebrating a birthday today, so to speak, and that came out in 08, and that mm-hmm. was The Dark Knight. Um, and a lot of people, a lot of critics, they thought that it should have been nominated for Best Picture. And Oh, I do. I mean, it was – yeah, I mean it's easily one of the top three comic book movies of all time, um, and it fundamentally changed how um, the Oscars are today. Because what ended up happening was at the time there was only five nominees for Best Picture, mm-hmm. and I looked at both of them. And so in '08, there were there was if you can imagine, Juno actually got nominated for Best Picture. I remember that. And in yeah, and in '09. The Curious Case of Benjamin Button actually got nominated. <laughs> Anyways, long story short, they actually went from five nominees to ten nominees the next year. Oh, so they changed and it. And ever since, it. yeah. And so I think, I mean, I vote, yeah, I think ten is just too many. <laughs> That's too many. So they changed it for the worse is what you're saying. That's too bad. Yeah. I, I think mean, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. It has some of the best character like well, and that, another thing too, a lot of people speculate that the only reason Heath Ledger got that Oscar is because he OD'd, and that's not true at all. I mean, if you take a look at all the other actors in that category, and then you take a look at his performance, it was head and shoulders above everybody. Oh, 100%. I mean, so yeah, it was just, and I think it's of all of the movies Christopher Nolan has done, Memento, mm-hmm. you know. Batman Begins, The Dark Knight Rises, mm-hmm. The Dark Knight. I mean, just all of these Inception. I think that's his master class. Yeah. Because no, it, it has it has the romance factor. It has the action. It has the stunts. It had everything. But that's, that's just hard to believe that that movie has been out for 14 years. <laughs> so, so today is the roundup. And um, what do we got? Are we doing like past, present, future? Are we doing what's what's the? Do we have a theme or no? Um, um, no. Well, no, no theme. All um, right. 
we have something that broke another record. We have a comeback story. Okay. And then we have some, we have another big company that's in the, in trouble. Which one do you want? Um, I feel like company in trouble is really boring. So let's do that first. Okay. Unless, so, unless it's a scandal, in which case I'm no, it's not. It's not a scandal. So Marvel, probably the biggest studio in Hollywood right now. Is it its a own of, studio? Yes. Okay, like so it's technically Disney owns. So technically Disney owns, but they Marvel Studios is a is a facet of Disney. Is it kind so of like, under the Disney? Is it like Pixar where it's its own? Yes. Okay. Cool. I get it. Yes. So a lot of the visual effects artists are basically slamming Marvel for the treatment of their workers. And this started, and this could be a reason why you're seeing a lot of poor effects in these some of these films. So this showed up on a thread on Reddick a couple of months ago. Now, Reddick, I get, granted, is not the best um, source for information. So the thread basically was titled, I'm quite frankly sick and tired of working on Marvel shows. So... Because, you know, they have a stranglehold on um, their artists and, and social media. Why is that? Because they don't want leaks. Oh, are so, you saying they have, like, a, a hold on them, like, with NDAs? That. I, I and, bet they do and, have NDAs, yeah. Oh, yeah. So an NDA, for all those that are not familiar with it, is a non-disclosure agreement. So, basically, there are a couple of different posts I just wanted to read. Mm-hmm. Marvel has probably the worth. Worst methodology of production and visual effects management out there. They can never fix the look of the show before more than half the allocated time for the show is over. The artists are mo- are working on Marvel shows are definitely not paid equivalent to the amount of work they put in. The charm for working for Marvel uh, on a Marvel movie is way overrated now. And I would rather be happy working on a television series decades and decades. Um, there, it goes on to say that you know, uh, another one basically said, yep, I requested not to work on them, movies and television shows. Unfortunately, they're our biggest client. Uh, they offer a smorgasbord of options so they can change their mind more than three times. And so the other one is I'm on my third in a row. Definitely want to take a break and do something different. So Someone else replied. It's kind of it's sounding to me like. Well, unless I'm mistaken, it sounds to me like it's less that they're upset with management and more like they're just really bored. Well, part of it is the, well, part of it, you got to understand, part of it too is the pandemic because they had to push everything back. Another one talks about the the pay problems. Okay. My limited experience with a Marvel television show, the cycle was obviously, they essentially blinded budget based on the type of shot, BG replacement or background. Roto CG elements, an amount that was barely, just, yeah, just, just barely like, break even for the the effects house. It goes on to say that basically they get deeper and deeper into it until they go under. So, hmm. you know, it's one of those things. And this could be another reason why. I mean, st- these films aren't doing. I mean, look, they're making money. But even you could tell with certain shots, even the Thor movie, like there were certain shots that you could tell his armor was different. Really? Like how? how? I, I'm interested because clearly you caught it. So what uh, What did you notice that was different? So, okay. So like when, so he had two different 
sets of armor. One of them was the uh, circular things were here on the on the side. Uh-huh. The next one, it's over here, so it's kind of like a vest type of thing. So it's like this, and then the other. So yeah, I mean, so wait, are you it, saying it, that it, they switched between the two without like any sort of explanation? Possibly. Okay. And that's and that could be because they were rushed. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, so, but it sounds to me like Marvel's getting too big for the bridges. Yeah. And when that happens, oftentimes it's like they either need to do like a huge overhaul or they just continue in their ways and then they, you know, just crap. Yeah. And they already have that press, like from what you were talking about with like, you know, um, the treatment of women and now it sounds like their employees are fed up. I mean, it's sort of like Rome might be crumbling and it's been real successful for such a long time. And it just could be that, you know, the more successful you get, sometimes the sloppier you get and you're not like hustling anymore. You're just like, Ooh, you know, like everything we do turns to gold, but really that's not the case. And like the fans know the difference between crap and not crap. So it's sort of like, stop, you're not, you know, you have to keep on making good content and treating your people right. So that's a bummer. I th- yeah, I think, though, too, it's the amount of stuff they're putting out. I mean, if you take a look at how much they've put out in the last year, I yeah. mean, they had Spider-Man No Way Home. They had Shang-Chi a couple years ago. They just came out with Thor. They got Wakanda Forever coming out in a couple months. They just did Miss Marvel. It's just on and on and on. So it's it's one of those things. We'll see what happens with that. I, yeah. I think you're going to see a lot of people get fed up and be like, I'm That's done. It. <laughs> so, but on a uh, more cheery topic. Hooray. Uh, this, this movie just keeps on making money. And it, we've been both gushing about this for the past, I don't know, month. But ever I, since we, we talked about it. Yep. I mean, um, I, I don't know if I've been gushing about the one that popped into my head, though. The one that pops into my head think? is Force Maverick. Yes. I, I I liked it. I think it was perfect. But again, I'm a little still baffled that it's still making so much money. And yet I'm not, too. $600 million it just passed domestically. Um, the numbers are just incredible. So this just passed Titanic as a first-rate release. 601, I mean, we're talking about a couple million dollars, but 601.9 to 600 million. It's the 12th movie in domestic box office history to cross this threshold. And it did it in 47 days, not even seven weeks. It made $15.5 million this last week. The the Avengers Endgame was the fastest to do it to 610 days. But let's face it, that was a, what, a 10-year, 12-year buildup? Yeah. Um, And... uh, Spider-Man No Way Home did it in 17 days. But it's just, it's amazing. Is it already so the highest it, gross of all time, right? Right now, currently? Is it what? Is it the highest grossing movie of all time right now? Maverick? N- no. No, okay. No, well, so it's 12th all time domestically at um, $604 million. Okay. It's only a couple million behind The Incredibles 2. Oh, wow. And it's, and it's only... 16 million behind The Last Jedi. So this is probably going to break the top. To, and it's only uh, 15 or 16. It's 23. It's about 19 million behind The Avengers. It has a legitimate shot, chance and shot to break 
the top 10 domestic and, of all time. And number one is Avatar, correct? Nope. Number one, number one is The Force Awakens at 936. Right. Right. That makes sense, right? Okay, cool. All right. Uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all up to date. So we think it's on track to hit to crack the top 10, which is interesting. Yeah. Avatar, to, to your point, though, Avatar only, and I say only, only made $760 million. Spider-Man No Way Home made eight hundred sixty. I'm sorry, eight hundred four million domestic. Endgame made eight fifty eight, and then Force Awakens nine thirty six. But that's just incredible. That's insane. <laughs> but also, also it's yeah. like it's Star Wars, so that's hard to beat. No, that, well, that and it had, was that was the first film that had been out in almost twenty years. So hmm. that that would be a good reason. So for sure, for yeah. Sure. Okay, cool. Just, well, so that movie just keeps trucking along. I mean, we have been talking about it since I want to say the very first podcast we did together, you and I. So yeah. it's kind of been like a storyline we're following. It's its like own movie, basically, where we're like, I wonder yeah. what this is going to do. And I mean, I really hope it doesn't get any Oscar nods because I don't think it deserves it. But I mean, like, it's just interesting to me. Like, it is, it is no. to its credit, the perfect, like, family, clean no no like nonsense movie and there's not been one like that in a long time now that i'm thinking about it not one where you had to watch like 18 other movies you know what i mean like it's a very good standalone film and so it's one of those sequels and i've said this before it's one of those sequels where you know it's better than the original um but Yeah. yeah it's just it seems to me too with marvel that you have to know you have to follow everything Right, you have to watch the like WandaVision going to Doctor Strange. You have to watch Miss Marvel in order to know, you know, certain other things. And it, for the average fan like myself, for you, that mm-hmm. does, you know, working, we don't have time to do that. No, and it's like you know, and that's what made the Infinity Saga so good is that you could actually be a fan of the comics, not have any like I didn't have any idea of what Civil War is. And by the Me way. Either. Flashback Friday this week we is going to be Ant Man, but the week after that we will be talking. Ann and I will be talking about Captain America: Civil War. But um, yeah, that that was like five comic books in itself. But you didn't have to follow the comic books to know, anyways. So let me ask you a question: Did you ever watch the show Criminal Minds? Maybe a little bit. Okay, so this was it started many years ago on CBS. It was for many, many years. It was their highest show, rated show of on the I think it was Wednesday nights, and um, it was I loved it. I mean, it was just it gave you it, it was like um, like Mindhunter or mm-hmm. you know any of these other mo- any of these other shows. Oh, don't get me wrong. I know people who have watched every Criminal Mind. Like it is yeah. a huge thing that I just never seem to like catch up on. But I know people who are obsessed yeah so they are actually so it actually went off the air a couple of years ago and um so now it got a reboot and it's being revived on paramount plus and five of the six major characters are coming back um aj cook aisha tyler paige brewster uh joe montana adam rodriguez who of course for many years was on um csi miami so yeah but um this is so it got the only way that they were all going to sign on is if the showrunner got a deal and she was signed with them to actually do that. So do you like those kind of shows in general or is uh, it, it was just you mean about like 
Prime or what? Yeah, yeah, period. Yeah, that that sort of thing. Not true uh, Prime, I, but I do. I loved Mindhunter. This is the thing. This is actually something I've thought about. I was like in my comeuppance, you know, like in my adolescence, CSI, the very first one dropped and Law and Order had already been out and it was kind of the beginning of the huge boom where then there was like JAG and NCIS and blah, 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 CSI everywhere, CSI this, CSI that, and you know, NCSI this and that, like every, every bajillion there was a too many and I got burnt out and I didn't want to watch them anymore. Like I just sort of was like, this is the same exact thing every time. So I kind of strayed away from like police procedural type stuff, but I see the merit in it. And I understand why like law and order SVU is the most popular, you know, of all of the law and orders and like all that stuff. Um, what about you? Do you watch any like consistently? I loved when uh, so when it first aired with Jerry Orbach and um, all those the the original OG of Law and Order that was yeah uh, that yeah. was amazing that and was then sick. they you know they they started to rotate the the detectives out and you had um, Anthony Edward, not Anthony Edwards Anthony Anderson and then you had Benjamin Brad and you know Andy Harmon was on him for this and I was like okay it's still good. And then, you know, Steve, the one staple that they had for many years, and as a matter of fact, he has the Guinness Book of World Records as far as um, appearances, is Stephen Hill. Stephen Hill, who, if you probably don't know his name, you he was the DA. So during the time that uh, Sam Watterson was the district attorney, and he was, he, so he was his boss. But he appeared in every single episode for like 10 years. Whoa. Even if it was a couple shots. I didn't even know that. That's cool. Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I love them. I loved Man. I love Mindhunter. Mindhunter. I yeah. love that show. Yeah, and um, I'm but, so sad that it was freaking canceled. And second season canceled. was always good. Second season and, was good. Okay, so I watched the whole first season. I got yeah. through a little of the second season when I found out that it had been uh, canceled. I I stop. I, 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 I do that too sometimes, time. and I'm just like, oh, I'm just gonna be yeah. bummed, you know? Like, so, yeah, yeah. But th- this show, I I to bit your point. I love this show. I remember the the like the 100th episode. That was Ooh. that was great. Yeah, that was an amazing storyline. But yeah, and so I've wanted to catch up and watch all of them, even if it's the same thing. But it's still. Um, yeah. There's so a million, right? So, There's like so many episodes. Yeah. And, and the thing is, once you, so that's the magic number. If you're an actor or actress out there in television, once you hit 100 episodes, that's your meal ticket right there. Yeah. You never have to work again. So what ends up happening, and I'm sure you know this. Like syndication? It's called, well, syndication. It's called a residual. Oh, yeah, residual. So, So what ends up happening is, Let's say you're an actress on a, a television series and it hits 100 episodes. Now, let's say that show runs, let, let's say like Seinfeld or Friends or Law yeah. & Order. What ends up happening is every time that show is run, you get a, a check, even for like 50 bucks. Nice. Now, n- the next time that it's run, it goes down to like 44. Hmm. And then every time after that, it will go all the way down to let's say, and that's why you stay, these actors still get checked for like three bucks. 
because oh. what ends up happening is so yeah so what ends up happening is once it runs 10 that particular episode runs 10 times the money's out now you can imagine 100 100 episodes you're airing you know all this so if it's five times a, you know let's say it's five times a week it's a half hour periodical you can imagine so not only was somebody well, like Jennifer Aniston making bank for, for on us, for all us bad mathers out there, I literally can't imagine. So you're just going to have to give us a ballpark because I so, can't numbers. Okay, so let's say it's fifty dollars per episode. So it's you get a fifty dollar check for the first time it runs, and then it's forty thirty nine the second time that episode airs, and then it's twenty eight and so mm-hmm. on. Now, yeah, you explained that part already, but just like, what do you think is the ballpark of all of it that they would make if they have a hundred episodes at least? Like, what is that? What's that number you think? Oh, oh, okay. Oh, I have no idea. I mean, just because you have to understand too, it's contractual. Okay. It's it's contractual. It it so when, that's something that's negotiated with the studio and the the agent, and that's all logistics through them. They get a base salary. So like Jennifer Aniston, for example, got a million dollars an episode for Friends. Yeah. But that's still incredible to believe. But nonetheless, her residuals, she probably is not getting as much money. Oh, no. From the residuals then, you know. So, but yeah, they never have to work. That's amazing, though. Yeah. yeah. That's just going to, that's going to be what I'll just do is I'll just like find a good show to be on. That's going to go at least 100 and then I'll be fine. So if you could help me. Or, <laughs> or, or, or you actually write something. Oh, okay. And yeah. So the, the, the creator, seriously though, all of these creators, they get, they, when they sell a show to a, stu- uh, a network or a streamer, they get bank. It gets because that their name is on that. Yeah, for so sure. Obviously, the first time. And they be and they're creative consultants, you know, created by so and so, and that's something that's like, um, what's her name from Grey's Anatomy? She's done, you know, she had private practice that spinoff. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Wonder Rhymes. Yes. Um. She okay. So that- real quick, before I forget, on the yeah. subject of writing and like shows and stuff, I've recently become friends with a writer at Netflix who wrote a show based on his favorite comic, Sandman. And it's going to be coming out soon. And I'm going to try to get them on the pod, obviously. Nice. So, Absolutely. yeah. That would be fabulous. I don't know but, anything yeah. about them, but it sounds fun. <laughs> no, yeah. I, that's just absolutely. And just do the research and everything else. But, yeah. So, I – that's – and Netflix is, you know, I like watching Netflix. There is a lot of – and we've had this discussion before. There's a lot of great shows out there. Oh, yeah. But, unfortunately – the movies get buried. Yep. And their marketing is <laughs> – we won't go in depth about yeah. it, but the point is it's, they're, it's not good. But right. if if you want a couple of decent shows, and I haven't – this is just third person. I haven't watched them per se. The Queen's Gambit. Oh, yeah. The Crown. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, Stranger Things, for sure. Stranger. My opinion, for sure. Um, I have not watched Stranger Things. I have to sit down and watch that. Oh, you're killing yes. me, David. You're killing me. I know. Me. There's so much cult- content it out there. It's a cultural phenomenon. So many. It was like it was like when, you know, they passed 
everyone passed up on the golden ticket and Netflix was like, we'll give you a shot. And then it became the freaking best thing ever. And this is why I well, believe Netflix. I believe they can turn the ship around. They just yeah. need to like get back to their roots of giving people shots instead of being ridiculous. Yeah. Well, uh, actually, that's how um, what I was talking to you off camera about, like um, yeah. Cobra Kai. The, yeah. The, that show that actually started. So, do you know where the first, very first episode premiered? No. YouTube. Oh, that's awesome! And I love it. YouTube shows make it to real time. And that's then. Stupid. What ended up happening was Netflix said, oh, we like this, and they bought it. And so it wait, since- they, they literally had uh, Ralph Macchio and everyone on, on YouTube? <gasps> yep. That's that so was the first. Cute. I love that. That was the, that, was the, that was the first episode, yeah. That was, that was like the gang got back together just for the YouTube. OG. Now, and- now, that's like humility, and like to me, that's like – yeah, you were literally one of the most famous people, especially in the 80s. But they're like, you know what? Let's do our little thing because we love this story so much. I love that. So, yeah. So Ralph Macchio's in it. The guy that played the villain when when he was fighting the karate. Oh, they yeah, brought no. back the, the, the master, one of the actual Cobra Kai, both of them, I think. Oh, wow. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. So it's like it's the fifth season starts in September. I want to sit down and watch it. Okay. I so did, you didn't happen to find anything that was worthwhile? No, I want to say that I want to say that I thought I had heard something, and now of course, like I, I seriously, I have the memory of what a goldfish is. That what they say? That's that's okay. The only so, thing I can uh, say is I highly recommend if you do listen to the MCU podcast, which you should if you like Marvel at all, because David really knows his stuff. Is that you should also watch the boys, including you, because it's such an interesting. And it was a graphic novel. I didn't know that. I love graphic novels. Oh, I didn't novels. know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. Um, we have uh, Mob Mondays coming up at the beginning of um, August. Brad Rochefort and I sat down and actually did the first episode of that. We did The yeah. Departed. We have, um, I'm going to be doing Goodfellas. I got to sit down and watch Goodfellas. Um, and then it's, Every single Monday, just like Flashback Fridays, you're going to be getting a new mob movie. Um, this one's going to be subscription-based. It's going to be $6.99 a month. Don't worry. You're going to get a lot of content. You'll get shout-outs for the whole month. So it'll make it worth your while. Yeah. Um, we have a new show coming out in September, the first week of September, called Rewatch Wednesdays, where I have going to give her a list of shows or not shows movies that she hasn't seen but i have and then she's going to watch the movie and then come back and talk about it and then so for example the the probably the premiere episode is going to be steve jobs yep and then she's going to watch steve jobs and i've seen it countless times and then um the next episode i will watch catch me if you can yeah and then we're gonna so we're gonna flip-flop back and forth Nice. About that. It'll almost be like um, a spoiler cast, but it's been out forever. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. But it's going to be interesting to see what their reactions, you know, her reaction is going to be on certain things. Um, sure. it, we have the, so I have a guest coming up at the end of the month. Uh, it's, he's a poker writer. He, you know, he's done some things, but he's also an entertainer. He's, you know, so that's going to be interesting. Um, so if you want to follow us on social media, I am on Twitter at wannabe rounder, LinkedIn 
and Instagram at dkadudo, and she can be found at? At Elisa Ivers at, on Instagram and on TikTok. Fabulous. Um, we also, if you'd like to support us in another way, please go to our Patreon. It is uh, www.patreon.com backslash Realtalks. There are four levels you can support us at. Mm-hmm. $3, $8, and she'll write you a haiku if you support us at $8. Uh, you'll get a shout-out uh, for every single podcast for the month. $15 will get you a T-shirt and a mug. And the $20 level is everything included. Plus, you'll get a one-on-one Zoom call with us for an hour. And Yay. you'll get one uh, unpublished podcast. Hooray. So, yeah. Just, so definitely. At the very least, please follow us. Give us a follow. Make everyone in your family follow us. I know. Just steal their phones. It's great. Uh, yeah. Um, please, actually, in all honesty, though, if you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, um, please, uh, please rate us. Please give us a review. Please follow us on there and let us know what you think. And if you do, we'll give you a shout out there. And that way we can get uh, some other things. I want to apologize for last week. We had a little run-in and technical problems. Um, That's why we didn't get the roundup last week. But you guys got a couple of other decent podcasts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's it. So coming up uh, next week. We have uh, we're going to be sitting down and talking about Jordan Peele. Yeah, uh, of course his his new movie Nope is going to be coming out. Um, I just read that actually the star of that movie had to actually uh, back out of Black Panther two. Oh, interesting. Because he, the scheduling conflict. So yeah, I mean it's kind of nice when you have two different movies you can go to. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, that's it. And that's all, that's, right? Yeah, so we got like four or five different shows coming up for you guys in the next coming months. Um, and then, so actually, there was one more story I, I wanted to touch upon real quick. And that was, I saw this on the, I saw this looking at it. So remember when we were talking about um, the Wakanda Forever? Mm-hmm. So they are going to premiere this at, it's it for all intents and purposes, they're going to premiere this at San Diego Comic-Con. So, so the investors meet is the end of a whole August. movie at Comic Con. No, 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 the trailer. Oh, the trailer. Oh, okay, I mean, yeah, that's that's pretty much expected. I feel like. Yeah, because they're not going to do it at the investors meeting, and they can basically, and another big announcement is going to be Deadpool three. Nice. I'm excited. So, and of course, they can do things there at San Diego Comic Con that they can't do at the investors meeting. <laughs> oh, 100%. For sure. So, um, I just hope that that's going to be worthwhile. But, okay, guys. Um, until next week, I'm David Steele. And I'm Elisa Ivers, and this has been Real Talk. And-